1: Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes, participating in all sports, have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation. Supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Where champions are made.
0: Support the Manatee Champions Foundation. For just $10 a month, you can help our local athletes realize their championship dreams. Find out more and set up your donation at hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. That's hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. Accidents happen every day, and no one expects that it's going to happen to them until it does. That's when your whole life can turn upside down. If you find yourself in that position, either from a personal injury or an on-the-job injury, you don't have to go it alone. Protect yourself with the team that's been protecting the rights of the injured in Bradenton and Sarasota for over 30 years. Legler, Murphy, and Batalia. All injuries all the time. Contact them today by going to allinjurieslaw.com. That's allinjurieslaw.com. In the Eye of the Hurricane,
1: the official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Cho.
2: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head football coach Jacques Wes Green. I'm your host, as always, Chad Cho. We want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. As always, joined by Coach Green, thanks uh, for coming out, Coach, and, and chatting with us today. Thanks for having me on and uh really let's just get going with with last week um, you know obviously a, a, a loss disappointing to to, uh, to Venice 41 to 8 you know Venice obviously a, a extremely good team probably the best team will play to be honest with you yeah, I think even if we uh, even if possibly were to go to the state championship I think he's it's, it's the uh, probably all around one of the best teams in the state for a day for sure obviously the rpi rankings were number one um uh all in all how, how, what were your thoughts about the game last friday um as you you know rebroke it down over the
3: weekend i thought we did some things good on, on, on defensively that we haven't did this year i thought we um played good pass defense made make the quarterback hold the ball a lot um we just have to get a better pass rush, and we, and we have to just get stronger front you know guys we got up front of Freshmen and sophomores are just not strong enough to play in the trenches yet. So uh, that's one thing we'll have to work on in the off season, getting our guys up front a lot stronger so we can um, you know, stay in the trenches against our heavy run teams. Offensively, how do you think you, you played offensively um, against a very good defense? We did some things uh, okay. We're just not consistent as we've been all season long. Um, uh, we, we, we hit some passes. Uh, we moved the ball at times. We, we just not consistently uh, can run the football. And we're not consistent as far as pass blocking, though. And the things we're getting beat with is just, you know, guys just, you know, stronger and, and bigger than us up front, you know, driving some of our guys in the backfield. Or, you know, without having the offensive line coach, uh, we, we just don't have good technique up front at times.
2: I think that, you know, uh, comparative to especially the opponent we played, I never really felt like we were completely out of it. Um, uh, out, out of the game. You know, I felt like we were in the game at times. And really, it, it, to me, defensively, it came down to I would probably say two or three of their series with a score, um, they have to get multiple uh, third downs, convert multiple third downs, I should say, to get the first downs. One, couple big plays, 14 yarders, 12 yarders. One, we give it to them on a 15 yard penalty. Uh, we give them the first down. So really, I, I thought that, you know, you take away some of those things. Um, that score may look a lot different.
3: Even the first drive of the of the game, you know, we gave up a two or three third down conversions, a fourth down conversion. Um, you know, we tried to put even bigger emphasis on this week in practice, you know, getting off the field on third down and, and offensively being able to convert on third down to give, give our defense some rest. Um, they ran the ball real well. And they kind of like wore us down up front over time and, and started popping long runs out in the third quarter. So, hopefully, we. Uh, Do better on third down this weekend We got the field I think
2: what's nice to To lead Leading up to, to To that game Or going down that game last Friday Obviously it's a great atmosphere And they always bring good people You know The stands are always full on their side But that travel I think will bode well for For our guys We really haven't traveled all that much Really Lakeland that was it um, distance wise um, I think it'll be a good job We got to go Leonard this week um, uh, We get Bloomingdale and Leaves Bay Obviously at home But at least now we're getting Into, into to the, to the last part of our season here Mainly three out of the four Being districts You know having to go in nah, We've never played Leonard I don't think there's anybody uh, On the staff I, Maybe even coached against Leonard I don't know if you have We, I've never played Leonard Since we've been here um, Maybe some of the guys Maybe Little League Have maybe gone up there And played a little bit I don't know um, but I'd like to be able to, to, to do that travel to be able to say, hey, look, the same thing this week, you know, almost the same distance.
3: Um, Leonard is one of probably one of the newer school, schools in the Hillsborough County. You know, they uh, newer school that eased the overcrowding of East Bay, and I think uh, Duran or one of those other schools out that way. Uh, they play on AstroTurf, so it's a bowl well for our guys to be able to move fast on AstroTurf, and we don't have to worry about the weather on Fridays because we know, you know we'll be able to play no matter what happens, you know, up other the lightning. So, um, Leonard is a, is a team. There's more of a spread offense. Every now and again, they're getting the eye formation. Um, I think their head coach once coached at Southeast. If I'm not mistaken, somewhere around in the area, yeah. Coach Kitchen. Yeah. So uh, we got some guys in our staff familiar with him, but they're not, you know, particularly familiar with uh, Leonard. So uh, they got two receivers, are real good. Number eleven and number three. Uh, those guys last week uh, accounted for probably 400 yards of offense. I think number three went for 236 receiving, and number eleven is a big kid, six two, about 185, and both of those guys run well and have good ball skills. So. Um, our secondary has to do a good job of keeping the ball in front of them and not giving them big plays. Leonard comes into the ball game 1-5 uh, in on the
2: season, losing to Newsom, Durant, Tampa Wharton, uh, Bloomingdale, who's another district opponent, uh, and Palmetto, who's another district opponent. Um, and, and so really, the only ones we can really compare there is, is Palmetto. Uh, they lost 48-13 to 13 against Palmetto. Um, and uh, and then rearview last week, they Tampa rearview, uh, they won 54-14. I know that we don't have Tampa Riverview on the, on the schedule, but that was a team that we played for quite a bit of years when, and several years ago uh, we were in their district and, and played them three or four years in a row um, and, and I at least know the the talent level that's there at Tampa Riverview, um, so I can kind of gauge what, what Leonard's got. You know, overall uh, you talked a little about offensively You know, against Leonard. What about the defense? What do they run defensively and, and what are some things we can probably do on offense?
3: Defensively, they are an odd stack team. You know, the next two or three opponents we play would we'll, we'll be more odd stacked teams instead of even fronts. They're a 3-3 stacked team. And with a 3-3 stacked team, though, those teams kind of blitz from all types of angles. So uh, we have to do a good job up front of running out, running out tracks and make sure we communicate up front so we can't have free guys running free up, up the middle of the field. Um, they're not very big up front, so we should be able to get hip to hip and, and try to knock them off the ball and try to control the game. Um, the more we run the football, the less we can keep those explosive guys off the field on, on their offense. It does look like since we're on defense, it does look like when watching
2: film, uh, they do like to bring somebody at least once, you know, one one person at least, so there's at least four guys coming. Sometimes it's a middle guy, sometimes the guy coming off the edge. Uh, but it's something that, I, I, honestly, I've seen a little bit more this year, a 3-3, three, three, you know, stack with five guys, you know, in the secondary. A lot of that has to do with what we're seeing in football which is the spread and, and four guys wide trips five guys wide at times you got to get guys out there that can cover them
3: yeah it's a combination of uh being able to cover the spread and, and a lot of high schools just don't have th- three or four big defensive linemen so True. it's easy to get in the stack and, and play a bunch of hybrid kids who are not really safeties are not really linebackers but you know can tackle and can run in space so um we got to do a good, like i said earlier we have to do a good job of communicating up front you know, making sure we know who we have in pass protection uh making sure we know which linebacker we're working to in the run game so um, they're fairly decent on, on, on defense. Uh, they, they create problems. They're more of a feast or famine team. They can make you look bad or they can give a big play. So hopefully we get a, a bunch of big plays against those guys.
2: You know, I always felt like the 3-3 three, three stack, and I could be completely off base, um, but I always felt like the 3-3 three, three stack out of the odds front to me was maybe one of the easier ones to block just because uh, you know the, the the rules stay the same from the front front line the second line and and you know when when you're in a three four or even a five two look um and and just some different angles and things like that uh that you get but you know i think the blitzing is the key you got to be able to pick up those blitzers um and and to me there's difference between run blitzing and pass blitzes um i don't know if there is for anybody else out there but for them I don't, I don't know i don't know what they do um but uh, going on their offensive side, you, you almost said their feast for family defense. I feel like it's almost like that on offense. They do like to chuck the ball around.
3: Yeah, the quarterback, uh, he does a good job of getting the football out. You know, he's got decent mobility. Um uh, seen on a couple of films that he can tuck it and run and get positive yards. Yardage. yardage uh, the running game is you know, okay, but they do it at times they'll put number three with one of their best receivers in the backfield and try to give them the football. Uh, three and 11 is as good as athletes who we'll probably see all year long. You know, those guys are pretty good football players. They run good, good body control, and they catch the ball good.
2: Well, those are the two leading receivers. Uh, number three, Singleton, his 25 catches for 641 yards. Monroe, number 11, 16 for 30, 388 yards. Total, um, Henley, the quarterback, number nine, he's thrown for 1,300 yards on the season, 74 for 161. Really running the ball you know, the 130 Tims for 400 yards, uh, you know, uh, passing is what they're going to do. Um, there's no question about that. And and uh, really, some of the deep stuff, not a whole lot of, uh, of intricacies on, on passing routes, more of the deep ball, which we have struggled with at times. Yeah. So is that something we emphasize during practice this week is is playing that deep ball?
3: Yeah, we have to play the deep ball. No, you know, we got one corner, um, Deron John, you know, he's, he's always in position, but he doesn't play the ball well. So hopefully this week he'll have a chance to make plays on the football and, and coverage. And, um, our defense on fam that you know we have to keep the lid on the defense, not let guys get behind us, um, not have our eyes in the backfield and going for play fake. So uh, it'll be a big challenge for our secondary, but you know. Most kids in high school look forward to playing teams that throw the football because you, you face so many run-oriented teams in high school. So hopefully our defensive backs up for the challenge and, and make some plays and get some intercepts on the back end. You brought up
2: uh, the turf. Um, obviously going there, I've never been in the school. Don't know what that's like, you know, the whole school in general. But I do know they do have turf, obviously, from the film and, and watching it. Um, we have played on turf earlier this year at, at Lakeland. Do you feel like um, – you know pros and cons. Tell me pros and cons of of turf, and um, you know how do you think you know is it a pro and con for our team? that we have?
3: Um, I don't think it's much different now because it's so much turf. It, it's so common in high school football now as opposed to years ago when you might see one turf field every two or three years. So the uh, only thing I, I, I enjoy about turf is the fact that I know the game won't be canceled. No, right. We won't have to worry about any rain no or anything yeah. crazy going on that we'll always play no matter what the weather looks like on Friday. So um, I think it helps those guys out you know, because the an 11 and 3 runs pretty good. And I think they move in faster when they play on the Astro turf. So hopefully our guys pick up a little bit more speed also when covering those guys and, and we can make some plays on football.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. You know, I think it's definitely more common now, obviously, and and some of these guys have played down at Riverview last year. You know, some of our guys were maybe in JV, things like that. And uh, it's definitely more common um, than uncommon nowadays. Uh, look at the rest of the schedule the way we got Leonard, uh, we got Bloomingdale, we got East Bay, we got Southeast. Uh, you know, probably opponents that. Um, I I don't think caliber-wise are as good as the the first six we played. Um, uh, It it really is, I think, a measuring stick of of where we are and how we perform these next four games. To me, kind of puts a a stamp on, hey, this is where we're going to be our starting point to be able to move forward in the future.
3: Yeah, the, the next four games should be more attainable than the, the first six games of the year. Um, it'd be good to go on some type of streak, you know, to end the football season. Um, these last four teams are still gonna give us their best shot because everybody's of still looking for their playoff position. Yep. Um, Bloomingdale feels they're still alive. East Bay feels they're still alive. And Larrant feels they're still alive. So um, it'll help learn play playoff position and, and those teams right after that if they can then get another victory against us. The one thing is, you
2: know, about that we're going back to the old um, RPI system. And I know last year was with COVID, everybody was on in end, and they kind of <laughs> shuffled them around, whatever it was. So a lot of people don't know of what the playoff system was. Really, I think this, was, this is the second year, the third year, maybe we've done this RPI ranking system, where basically they take a, a percentage of your own winning percentage, plus a percentage of your opponent's winning percentage, plus another percentage of your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. Um, I think it's 35%, 35%, 30% of the opponent's opponent's, um, and they come up with this this RPI this ranking, um, and that's where you know Venice was obviously number one. Uh, you know, looking at the rankings, and 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 so what they what they do, and everybody out there just to Make sure we know uh district champion is is one hundred percent in uh, the top four teams, the district champions they rank them by the RPI once they're automatically in then the rest of the region, uh, which is about nineteen teams total, the rest of the region will then take another four that again are ranked five through through eight. Uh, based off their RPI, and um, you know it's a it's an interesting system. Uh, what are your thoughts about this system? I don't think we've ever talked about it. What are your thoughts about the, this kind of system? Is it you know different than what we've always done in years past, where is the 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 runner-up and the and the district champ automatically went through? Um, is this something you like to see? Is this the, you know something that
3: maybe can be tweaked or what are your what are your thoughts? I like it, but I also think it can be tweaked. But I like the fact that a team just can't get in because they finished second in the district when another district can be clearly better than you know the, the Previous district, so um, I think we have a good chance of getting in and win our next four games with our strength of schedule. Up in Palmetto, I think the teams we played there was combined like twenty five and two. So I think we got a good chance of getting in if we can run the table and win our last four games. Well, like you said,
2: uh, you go look at at um, I believe it's. Um uh, district 10 you got tambay tech wiregrass wharton armwood um all in the same district there and shoot they could put all four teams in um you know you you, you never know and and in, in the previous cases you know two of those teams that were probably playoff caliber teams were out yeah. and there was another team in that that may not be as much of a caliber team so i do kind of like the rpis i, I think that um uh, that the opponent's opponent's record is kind of eh, goofy. Um, I don't know. You know, um, you're, you're stretching there to, you know, it makes you want to create a schedule with an opponent that's good, but now you got to worry about the opponent's opponents. Yeah, the now you're going too layers. Yeah, you have yeah. no – I mean, that's – you know, you didn't you didn't schedule the opponent opponent. You scheduled the opponent. Yeah. Um. And so just that, that to me, a little quirky. You want to throw that in there just in case. I would put me – to me personally, I'd put more emphasis on your own winning percentage and your opponent's winning. winning. And it almost make them equal because then that way you're not loading your, your schedule a bunch of cupcakes and go out and, and crush everybody. But then on the flip side, those guys those guys won't schedule you either. Yeah. They don't want to be on your schedule because they need points too. So I think it all kind of works out. Um, if you just did those two things, you, your winning percentage and your opponent's winning percentage. But you know what do I know? Um, you, you talked about it a little bit, and I know this is this is natural. I mean, I know that the the, the coaches talk is we're worried about this week and this week and this week. Um, I'm not a coach anymore, so I can talk about I can talk about the other stuff. Um, and looking forward, you know, the next four weeks. Are definitely winnable. Um, you've got some opponents that that, that um, will still end the season with two or three losses, possibly. Um, you know, you look at Bloomingdale and East Bay, and so you know, with our strength of schedule, you win out. You crunch some numbers. You got to have other. Unfortunately, other guys above us have got to do some 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 losing, um, and then the other teams that we've played have got to win. And that's what's kind of kind of funky about the whole thing is, even when you get beat, you you root for the team to beat you because it's going
3: to help you in the point system. <laughs> and even the teams, uh, like you alluded to earlier, the, the, the district uh, games of the teams with the loaded district, they still got to play each other. So you still going to get some losses between you know, Tech and Armwood. I think Armwood lost there, one or two losses in the district already. So um, we just got to do our part, though. We got to go out and win Friday night and, and get some confidence back with the kids. And, and once we do that, and you know, once the kids get confidence, you, know, you can turn to anything. though. Know? Remember in high school, uh, Thomas County Central made the playoffs at 5-5. Five and five. My junior high school, they round five straight wins in one state. And after that they just started the dynasty after that. So so anything can happen once yeah. you get in the playoffs. No. So I was the team who's the hottest and the team that jails at the right time. Absolutely. I think and, and you nailed it. You, you got
2: you can only control what you can control. And that's um, you know, going on Friday night and playing the best we can, um, and coming home with the W. So with that being said, you know, we look forward to everybody on Friday night second district game it's weird it's only the second district game and we've been in the season for so long but second district game of the of the, the year uh at leonard um with uh about 27 miles up north game will start at 7:30. come on uh come on up and support the canes uh and until then until next week we will discuss the game against leonard I'm looking forward to um east bay i believe it is next week yeah please. and um coach good luck on friday night appreciate it and as always y'all go canes go